are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution? Welcome to another quarantine edition of the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Brother Jay, man, we, we at it again, baby. We at it again, man. How you doing? Yes, yes sir, man. You know, I'm I'm here, brother. I'm here. Uh, I think the, um, the shut-in ministry, I think it's finally starting to have its toll on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to make sure I'm shaking it before it rest rules and abides with me. Um, you know, as we say in the church. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm making it, you know. Today was a long day with the, um, you know, the remote work. Today was, you know, maybe it wasn't a long day. Maybe I'm just easily annoyed with, with people. I think that's what I, I'm getting. Like the people are getting on my nerves. Is it because everybody is, I guess we are in a confined space. Mm-hmm. We are like as individuals, we, we all are in a confined space. Right. And is it because people are wanting to break out of their own space and, and, and <laughs> intrude on your space? Is that why, the, is that where the annoyance stems from? I think I'm annoyed because like everybody like wants to do busy work or they want to create stuff. So it's like, we can prove that you're working like just unnecessary thoughtless request and i'm just like bruh just go watch netflix or something like everyone's not going to be working a full eight hour shift like it's not that much work to be done and if it does take eight hours like there needs to be a, a another conversation had like i can really knock out all the tasks that i need to do on a day-to-day basis would have been about two hours two and a half hours right but then there's these extra meetings that could be an email that now have turned into an hour then i have to follow up with individuals who uh can't be trusted to do what they need to do um and then like coaching individuals and by the time that happens you know hell i don't miss lunch because i'm trying to get through stuff um Damn, Somebody. brother, your work day, your work day sound worse at home than, than, than in a building. <laughs> See, in the building, right, I could close the door and people couldn't get access to me. But here, like, everybody has constant access. And so there's times where I shut down. Um, so we, we're a G Suite organization. So I shut down Google Hangouts or Google Chat. Um, I log off of WebEx. I put my Slack on Do Not Disturb, like Zoom. You can't just start a phone call. You can't like call me. Like I, I set up these boundaries to where it's like, hey, I tried to ping you on Google Hangouts, but it says you're offline. What do you need? I'll determine if it needs to be a video chat. Man, so being at home, it's almost like you're overexposed then. Because everybody has access. And so yeah. because access has been like granted on newer levels, you now have to have newer boundaries. Virtual, virtual boundaries. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have to be firm with it. Like I didn't answer my email. I didn't answer um, a chat. Someone tried to video call me. And so then they text my work phone and then they called my work phone. And I'm just like, somebody better be like riding in a big moving vehicle with sirens, <laughs> <laughs> not sirens, but sirens and flashing lights. 
And then when I finally responded to one of their methods of communication, it wasn't that important. I said, did this require you to utilize all platforms of communication to reach me as if this was an emergency? No, it's just really urgent. Urgent and emergency, two different things. And the lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. So now that they told me what they needed, I still made them wait. Hey, brother Jay, that's what happens when you spread light, man. All the light, that all the light. You shining over there, brother Jay. You shining. You shining over there, man. That's all it is. It's the light. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, but I'm still putting up boundaries, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. Got to. Seems like people trying to add add a little gasoline to that light, man. (laughs) A little kerosene (laughs) to that light. (laughs) I don't know. But, like, I just had to, like, really be transparent with my boundaries and like let people know like yeah so what you can't do is call me this early like somebody called my work phone goes in my work bag at the end of my work day and so someone called me at like 6 13 one morning you want to know how i knew it was 6 13 because when i came downstairs into the office and took the phone out the bag that's what time the missed call said i answered it around 9 30 said hey i called you earlier and that's why i'm calling you what do you want Oh, that's just oh. disrespectful, brother Jay. You ain't oh, we called me at six in the morning. We just needed such and such, and uh, I was kind of hoping you were up. And the answer, I said, even if I was up, why would you call me that early? You should have got this information the night before. I know it I, slipped my mind. Well, then, well, it's gonna slip your ass now. I, I think I like people. It. I think people really are, um, you know, they want connection so bad that they're overdoing it. I don't know, man. I think I think maybe I am really an introvert, brother Jay. I was thinking about that the other day. We had this conversation before. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, uh, well, no, you're an extrovert, and you and you explain explaining. Well, no, you're an introvert based on how you you refresh and re and re-energize. Mm-hmm. You're an extrovert based on how you refresh and you re-energize. Now, if you re-energize, you're out in the pe- out amongst the people in the public, and you're communicating and connecting with people, and that makes you feel energy and feel good and, and feel vibrant then you're extrovert but if you replenish yourself in isolation <laughs> and away from folks then you're an introvert and i think i'm an introvert man i'm an introvert even though everyone tells me i'm lying like mm-hmm. i've been telling people for years on the myers-briggs test for years i keep getting entj and i'm like i'm an i it was like no this kind of shifts it doesn't shift I'm an introvert. I don't like, I don't really like in, I'm not going to be sitting on my couch and be like, Hey Kev, let's go out and stand in the middle of 500 people and recharge. Like, no, that's, <laughs> it's not me. Right. Like, oh, in this case, let's, let's go to the beaches down in Jacksonville, Florida. And hell recharge. No. No. <laughs> no, you might as well. <laughs> Never mind. No, and I'm not right. And so like, I'm enjoying this time to where I can recharge and the other day while I was sitting in my office in silence, no music, no nothing. I'm like, yo, I didn't, I didn't really realize how much recharging I was in need of until this whole entire experience. Like this is what week seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. The beginning. <clears throat> yep. The beginning of week seven. And it's like, yeah, I miss hanging out with people, but I get that. Um, I get that through our happy hours that we have on Wednesday or like Wednesday night, night, six o'clock. Yeah. Or yeah. tomorrow night. Um, 
I'm doing a chapter Zoom with my undergrad chapter. And then later on in the week, I'm doing another Zoom with some of my Masonic brothers. And so I'm getting that group um, experience. And I guess I'm recharging that way. But it's like, yo, and after I check it off the list, I'm good for another two weeks. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't really need to. Aside from the happy hour, man, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm a retire from virtual partying just a little bit. Cause okay. I, I don't think me being my own bartender is a good idea, brother Jay. Touche. Yeah. I don't think, cause you know, but I got a heavy hand. I got a heavy hand, man. And when you behind a computer screen and you know, like they say, they say, don't, uh, don't, uh, drunk text and all of that stuff. Yeah. Don't put, don't put stuff on social media <laughs> when you're drunk. Check. Right, <laughs> like that's, yeah. you know, um, but man, I, like that, I don't know if my liver can take it, man. Well, see, you know, when people, you're pouring, people going harder on the virtual stuff than just in the normal environment, right? Because at the normal environment, you got to pay, you got to pay for them refills. Yeah, and so you're not gonna get um, seven seven eighth of a glass full of whiskey and a splash of ginger ale. You you gonna get about one fourth a cup of whiskey. Brother Jay, it's ice. doubles. I'm I'm pouring doubles all night, baby. You filling it to the brim and then be like, oh, I forgot the ginger forgot the got ginger ale. ale. So you type a shot of shot glass of ginger ale, you take a sip <laughs> and you mix it. I'm telling you, man. I don't know. And then while you're sitting down, you don't really feel the effects until you stand up. And then it's like, oh. Okay. It's, it's good though. It's good that people are connecting virtually, man, and, and, and folks want to engage and, and, and really still build community because we need community, brother Jay. One question that I had though is like, you know, what are what are the single people doing like dating wise? Are single people happy? I'm happy, but you know, I'm I'm different. <laughs> I enjoy being alone. I, I was talking to a few of my friends who are single and I, I just want to put this disclaimer out there. I am glad that I am not doing the whole dating and get to know thing. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm glad I don't have to do that. Like hearing some of their horror stories. Now, granted, some of the stuff they could have controlled, but a lot of it was outside of their control. Um, it's, it's different out there in them streets, bro. And so like just listening to, they're going on virtual blind dates. Yeah, and Pete, yeah, and people are, you know, I got invited. I got invited to participate in almost like a like a love connection thing on mm -hmm. Instagram. But then uh, the person coordinating it sent sent me the application. It was like it was literally an application, brother Jay. That joint was like 40 questions. Shit looked like a, a SAT uh prep course. Prep, prep course. <laughs> that shit had multiple choice questions, true or false questions. That's it's a lot. It was a lot, man. Then they wanted to roll it out on IG Live, man, which is cool. Like I like the I like the fact that we're we as as black folks are finally trying to get on to the tech bandwagon and leverage technology beyond mm -hmm. scrolling through memes on social media. So I'm I'm enjoying the fact that people are trying to be creative and put together things. And the fact that we've been able to inspire people to do that is even better, you know, because that means that we're, what we're doing, we got a formula that's working. You know? Absolutely, absolutely yeah. right. I, I've I've had a few people hit hit us up, um, hit up the IG page, ask questions about utilizing different platforms, and yo, you know, hit us up. We can we can provide you with you know the questions to the best of our ability. Um, yeah, but you know, you know, we could give you the recipe, baby, but your food yeah. might not taste like ours. That's, That's it. That's far. That's far. 
We sold men, man. We sold men, Brother Jay. That's all I can say about that. But, you know, I like the fact that people are really trying to um, engage in, and build this community and connection. Uh, but, nah, you ain't going to put me on IG Live and have some girl diss me. <laughs> That's why I'm scared to date now, man, just because, like, I don't trust nobody, man. I, one of, a friend of mine posted something on um, Instagram the other day, and I had to think about it. And the quote was, it said that... Uh, and these days and times, you you should never trust a man 100% of the time. And I thought about it and I said, okay, well, yeah, you just don't willy-nilly trust anybody, but you don't trust a man 100% of the time. But when you're thinking about dating virtually or in person, isn't the object of the game, Brother Jay, to build trust? Because you want you want the connection because you want to be you want to be trusted, but you want to have the ability to trust someone else. So if you if you go through this dating thing and you're like, yo, I'm not trusting anybody, like, is it in vain? I, I would I would say that you eventually have to get to the point where you can trust someone because in part of a form of relationships comes vulnerability. And if you can't be vulnerable with someone, like, you, it's kind of hard to build with someone. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I don't know. That vulnerability comes through means of, you know, of trust. Like, because I trust you, I can be vulnerable with you. Mm. But because I'm vulnerable with you, I can trust that you won't use my vulnerabilities against me. Because when you when you're initiating, like, I I don't like the getting to know you phase of dating. Because I feel like I feel like I've lived I lived a. a a pretty uh, uh, regular life, I think. But I've had some some roller coaster rides in my life, right? And it's like, yeah, you don't want to rehash your experiences like every time. It's almost like pulling off a band aid over and over and over and over and over again. And so I, I think I have actually developed and built a wall where I'm either my I'm anxious to date, but my anxiety level is so crazy that I I would rather not date and take a risk mm. because I I have a hard time distinguishing if people are genuine in that getting to know you phase because like that's where the trust you begin to lay down the foundation for trust. And if people are not being authentic from that perspective, then like I don't see the point, man. Like, you know, and, and me and me and my friend, we had this conversation back and forth. And I got what I got what her perspective was. Like, you can't be naive and just trust everybody with your information, your goals, your dreams, your problems. You know what I mean? So I, I, I understand that. But damn, if we all have this wall where, you know, we 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 real apprehensive and we're looking at people sideways but you're trying to engage in this one-on-one -on -one, um, conversation. Like, I, like, damn, man, that's, that shit sound like prison. <laughs> why, why, I told you, why put yourself through that? I think, it, but, and so to be fair, a lot of my clients, um, when we talk about this concept of dating, everyone has this misconstrued sense of reality. Um, and we'll talk about this more in a different show, but a lot of past trauma has turned into tradition. Okay. Right? And it's like, um, oh, you know, my dad, my dad was never married. So, you know, I'm I'ma just I'ma just be out here living, living life like him. 
okay, that could be a goal of yours, but let's have a conversation. That's with a shitty goal. <laughs> right. But and then but but then you you kind of form these these thoughts that support you. You create these thoughts that support that claim or your goal. Oh yeah, well, you know, I don't really I don't see myself settling down or I don't really want kids and I see myself traveling the world. So you start finding all of these excuses to feed into your goal. And what we really need to do is start having a conversation with, did your father choose not to get married or was your father just not prepared to be married? Okay. And then we're having conversation of how did you see whatever the answer is to the previous question manifest itself in different relationships, right? Was he dealing with some trauma that was unresolved and was that preventing him from getting married, right? Did he want to, but he just didn't know how, like, and then examining, well, was his father married? Did he get to see what a marriage looks like? And if not, did he like seek out what does a marriage look like? What does it mean to be married? Right. And so we start to repeat these things. Um, you know, those traumas, we turn them into traditions. And I think that's, that's harming a lot of us, right. Just thinking of individuals our age, I'll put myself in the same Thank right. you. Thank you for finally being honest with yourself. I put myself Thank you in for the being honest. I'm you'll a, be you'll be on, I, on the downside of your thirties this summer. Uh, no. Admit it. I won't be. You be at the peak of your thirties. I'm getting to the peak. See, that's that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still climbing up the rough side of the mountain. But anyways, okay, okay. So like, <laughs> I, I we we have this we're we and and i'm generalizing and i normally hate generalizations but i'm generalizing um the bulk of our generation we are relying so much on what we see on social media and quote unquote reality shows that we aren't keeping it real with ourselves in terms of dating and relationships i want uh hashtag uh relationship goals right that hashtag it's 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 amazing, right? I, I would even put on my vision board hashtag goals um, Barack and Michelle Obama. However, the thing that we don't see is everything they went through to get to the point where they're taking pictures where we can see that that's a relationship goal. I'm pretty sure Michelle beat President Obama on occasion, man. She had to. She had to, man. I don't know where that came from. I'm pretty sure she beat him. <laughs> whatever yeah but, <laughs> but we, we we don't know because we don't see that you we know we don't see it right and so we we uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go i'm gonna get real churchy for you you know we want to crawl or we want the crown but don't want to bear the cross yeah and so it's like we want the pretty part we want the the alluring part we want the part that's pleasing to our eyes in terms of the relationships but we don't want to put in the work to get to it and i gotta admit a lot of us everybody is walking around and we got some pretty messed up mindsets. We are still mm -hmm. walking in our trauma that we haven't resolved. And so that is tainting our dating experience. I listened to someone and they were making all these complaints about, you know, why dating sucks and blah, 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 this. And it was everybody else's fault that the relationship didn't work. And after about the seventh time I've heard this, I was like, well, 
what part did you play in this? Right? Because I, it, it, my grandfather told me a long time ago, it always takes two to tango, no matter what someone else tells you, can't tango by yourself. And so, yes, this relationship ended, but what part did you play in allowing it to end? Or what part did you play in facilitating the end, right? Are we real with ourselves in terms of what we want in a relationship? Are we upfront? And I'm thinking about, hell, even in college, um, I had a, yeah, I will say that. I would say that our types change, right? The things that we find attractive, they change the more and more we discover who we are. Because when I first entered the scene, I had a type. I had a type. On the yard. Nope, not doing that on the show. Nope. You're going to do that on the show, Brother Jay? No, I will never reveal. (laughs) Never reveal will always conceal. Um, (laughs) I can give you the recipe, but your food might not taste like mine. (laughs) Right? And so, like, having a conversation with my best friend, we was cracking up at, like, like, the young ladies that we were, like, attracted to freshman year. And now, like, when we see some of these individuals on Facebook, we're chuckling like, bruh, what was I thinking? But then you have to think about who were, who, who was I in that moment? What was I looking for in that moment? And, you know, why did I find this attractive? And now like thinking of like through the years, I, I laugh because people's like, yo, what's your type? And I was like, um, I need them to be a good human. That's my type. Someone that doesn't lie. Yeah. Uh-huh. So defining, that lie- d- defining types. Defining types. But because, you know, back in the day, I used to like the Placard Cow, man. I used to love the Placard Cow, man. But, you know, at, at 40, the Placard Cow is still good. But it's like, oh, hmm, do you have a do you have a decent job? Uh, I'm asking the same question they asking me, you know. Do you, do you have, have investments? Yeah, do you have investments? Uh, You know. Are your children? Do you read to your children? <laughs> yeah. Can you read to your children? Can you read? <laughs> can, so you, you say, I, can you say strawberry correctly? <laughs> strawberries. All the Do you pronounce the L in salmon or is it salmon? <laughs> like there's a whole lot of things that could help determine our type. But I think we get to the point where we start to mature in our thinking and realize it's not necessarily a type. It's things that I'm attracted to. but like I need substance. Right. And I always, I I pinpoint this out with a lot of my friends, like, you know, and Mike and I have had this conversation as photographers, we focus on things that other people won't pay that much attention to. And so it's like, "Mm, Hey, I kind of like what I'm seeing in front of me, but then the light changes and the angle changes, but it's like, "Mm, I would get tired of seeing it after a while. Cause that's oh, some damn filters on Instagram, brother. Yeah, Jay. yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> wow. Like <laughs> the example, the example that took place last week was like, yo, did you see her eyes? And then it was like, ah, no shits was fake. But <laughs> 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 it's like are, the things that we are finding attractive. Are they really going to like build a foundation with? And um, I said this a long, long time ago. I spoke at a youth event, and I said fellas her body will raise your blood pressure but her mindset will raise your children mm. say that one more time brother jay say that one her, more time her body will raise your blood pressure but her mm. mindset will raise your children and so just rising yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah right all that's gonna change but it's like can it, it 
will you want your child to be just like this person? Now that is interesting, man. What I want my, like if I had a daughter, what would I want my daughter to be? Not even just daughter, like children in general. Oh yeah, as far as human human beings, yeah. Direct Mm -hmm. direct influence comes from the person you are around most. That is true. That is true. And so it's like having these conversations. um, One of my clients, it was a group. One of my clients, they were having, they started having a conversation about children in their relationship. And he basically said, he was like, you know, until we work on some stuff, I I can't I can't raise a daughter like you. I was like, oh, mm. but that's real. He was like, I'm, I'm directed willing. to his directed to his yes. partner. Yes, that's cold blooded. Okay, he was like, I'm I'm willing to to you know to stay in this space with you while we figure this thing out. He said, but until we figure this out, like we can't we can't create a child uh, or children and bring them into this environment until we work on what we need to work on. He said, because I cannot. I cannot raise a child like you. And I got a homeboy, man, that had gone through a similar situation where, like, he's he's uh, skeptical, skeptical and hesitant about moving forward with a person uh, based on how they raise their kids. Mm. Yes, I can see that. I I've dated a few uh, women that had children and. A lot of times, I would overlook some stuff because she was bad. Mm-hmm. Had to pluck our cow, man. But then, like paying attention to parenting styles and their philosophies on a whole lot of things, I'm like, mm, no, can't get with it. Can't. can't so what was it. what was like the 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 friction? What was the friction that you couldn't get with? It, it wasn't even necessarily friction, right? Because I was observing from a distance. It was. Um, there was a lot of enabling and coddling, right? And it's like, we need to have this conversation, especially with a boy of color. There's certain things like you, you should probably start having certain conversations with your child at a certain age, right? He's of the age now where he's realizing that everything that happens at home ain't going to happen outside. Mm -hmm. And when he does ask these questions, you need to be able to provide him with some real responses. Now, I'm definitely not saying, you know, um, start singing, you know, F the police, you know, or F the world and let it burn, like Little Wayne said, but like really having real life conversations, not creating this continuation of fairy tale uh, imagery that people have been feeding us. Like, mm, he asked a very good question, or like, oh, yeah, this happened at school today. And how did that conversation go? Oh, well, you know, I kind of brushed past it because I think he's too young for it. It's like, if he's bringing it home, he's not too young for it. Because if you don't give it to him at home, he's going to get it somewhere else. And so Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of our, I wouldn't even say friction because I never gave my input on how to raise your child. Keep in mind, you know, we're just dating. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I'm just observing and I'm just like, "Mm, yeah, this is, this is going to be, this doesn't feel right. And I'm not, if we were to be in a situation to where uh, we are now raising our child and this happens, we're going to have a disagreement here. Right. And so listening to her philosophy, if you will, on parenting, um, 
it just didn't work. And so with that, when it was just like, ah, I got to cut my losses. Do you think that, uh, I, you said something earlier about we have un, unrealistic expectations a lot of times and we don't place the emphasis on the work that dating requires, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you work at dating? You don't work at dating. You work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like I always tell tell people, especially my clients, stop getting in relationships looking for validation. That's it. Yeah. Right. You um you didn't live in the house with your father. And so you never really had a masculine image in the house that provided you with words of endearment. Um you didn't really get to see how a man is supposed to treat a woman. And so now you keep, you know, your relationships aren't working based on what you're saying, because what you wanted that person to do was um, be your father, not be a father figure to your child. Um, Mary that's J a had lot of a, pressure. Mary J had a song and said, that's why I need a father in you. And it was talking about, you know, the things she didn't get as a young girl. And so it's like, I kind of hear what she's meaning. Like, I need there to be a father for the child that we produce. But it also could be taken of, like, the things that I didn't get as a child, I need to get as as an adult. Which Mm -hmm. could be true. However, never go into a relationship seeking validation. You should be able to validate your own existence. You should be able to say to yourself and affirm to yourself that I am enough, right? And if somebody don't give me a hug, I'm gonna be okay, right? If they don't give me a compliment, I'm gonna persist. Like it doesn't stop or revolve around someone else's notion to feed my ego. And so you don't work on dating, um, per se, you work on yourself. And so if you recognize that out of all my past relationships, the same thing kept happening and then they That's ended. A common denominator. <laughs> what role did I play? Right. Even going off of, and some of this is being um, revealed in the latest season of Insecure. And it's like, yo, you, it's kind of always the same thing. And so now we have to ask this question of, what do I need to work on so that I can be what I know I can be in a relationship for whoever I'm going to be in a relationship with? So as, I, a, as a follow-up to that, go ahead, finish your thought. But so like, if I know that I have a problem with communication, I can't go into a relationship and then think that, um, by being with a new partner that everything is going to work out because I'm still not able to communicate my needs, my fears. I can't communicate the things that's bothering me. I can't communicate what I need from you to do. I can't communicate why I'm angry. I can't communicate through my emotions and my feelings. Then we're going to, you, you you're going to be right here listening to the same Mary J. Blige CD in a couple <laughs> weeks. I've been listening to that same Mary J. Blige CD for 20 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's still his fault. It's still KC's fault, brother Jay. <laughs> Time it's still on my KC's hands. Fault. <laughs> Since you've been away, boy. Like the same track is playing. <laughs> KC and been so, paying for Mary J. Blige for 20 years, man. Poor bruh, KC. It, it, poor, it, 
even though it is kind of his fault. But we'll talk about that <laughs> on the night. We'll talk about that. Trauma, the trauma. <laughs> but like just recognizing like what are some things that I have to work on? And then another another challenge, um, and then I'll get back to your uh, follow-up question. Another challenge is we have going off of this unrealistic set of expectations. We have, I was talking to someone last week, actually, and they were talking about how their wedding is already planned out. And I was like, well, damn, don't you, don't you think you need to find somebody to marry first? Right. I know what dress I want. I know the ring that they got to buy me. I know. Where oh, I they were, get oh, they were not planning a wedding for, to get married with somebody else. It was their wedding. This is their wedding. Right. Oh, and so I was God. like, you kind of need to have a fiance first, which means you need to have a boyfriend first, which means you probably need to start dating first. But then I said, why are we creating all of these things that, right, a wedding is a shared experience. Mm -hmm. Granted, ideally, we know that it's it ain't about you brothers it ain't about you that's and, and <laughs> it never will be ever <laughs> that could also be a problem because it's a shared day for the both of you all so it's that's a cold. shared moment yeah and so that's a red flag for me like if i'm having a conversation with someone and they say they've picked out the dress the ring where they're going to get married the color of the bridesmaid dresses and who's going to do what and like whoa what you marrying yourself? Mm. Like that's that's kind of weird. And so we start to create these um, these timelines. We start to create these checklists of this has to happen. This is what I need. And it's like, why? Because once we create these checklists, once we create these timelines, we start to see them as Bibles. And if it's not on the checklist, then it's like, ah, it doesn't work for me. And if it doesn't work with this timeline, then it's like, oh, no, this ain't for me. So you got women turning 45, still working on a checklist. Yo, man. Well, hell, man, I'd be 40, man. And, you know, I don't have a checklist, but I'd be 40 and and the end of the year. And so I, I just don't know if I, you know, going back to this work thing, right? Like you have to put in the, the work. Uh-huh. But if you if you have a problem trusting people, to do the work <laughs> like that's i don't know that's that's my dilemma but to, to, to go back to yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly to, to go back to my original or my, my follow-up question do you think that it's naive to believe that you are a finished product when you go through the dating process because you, you know you talked about people having checklists and having kind of this bible that they mm-hmm. have adopted and believe in and if you are standing on this bible then that also probably is indicative of your inability to be w- willing to change absolutely and and to answer you your think question, you think you think what you believe in is gospel already the, you, you want to know when you become a finished product when when you when the preacher says we now commit this person's body to the ground earth to earth <laughs> <laughs> ashes to ashes, ashes, to ashes dust, to dust, dust to dust. That's when you become a finished product. Mm-hmm. And the hard part about this whole entire realization of dating is I'm out here looking like, oh, she I'm looking for a dime, that's top of the line, then face, um, cute face, um, cute face, then waist with a big behind. Isn't that, the, isn't that how the song goes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, 
well, what are you doing to attract that dime, right? You can't attract a dime if you're out here looking like a quarter. Oof. And so, like, being real with yourself, like, don't expect so much from the other person and then you not doing anything to meet. Like, because if you got a list, then they probably, they also have a list. Yeah. But it's also, it's like, what are you doing for yourself? Thinking about if I am creating this list and saying, this is what I need. She needs to have this. She needs to have this. She needs to have this. And it's like, okay, cool. What do I have? What am I working on that will complement these things that I need from her? Mm-hmm. If I need stimulating conversation, am I challenging what I know? Am I trying to learn more so that I can add to the stimulating conversation? Or am I just going to allow them to drive the conversation? And and then, and at that point, they're entertainment. Yeah. Because they're entertaining. Right. You're not engaging in the experience. Not you're, watching, you're watching the experience from the outside. Absolutely, right? And so it's like, we it's okay to say I need, um, I'll give an example. I, 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 I have never dated anyone that smoked. I mm-hmm. found a few young ladies attractive in college until they picked up a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I think one girl, like I, I like passed out. I, she picked up a cigarette and I was just like, oh. <laughs> you were heartbroken. <laughs> I left my cl- I left my heart on the dance floor in the club. I'm not gonna say which club it is because some them of them Benson and Hedges man broke your some, heart. <laughs> some of my classmates. I think she was smoking Cools 100 too. Oh man! Like I was like, oh, you smoke. I was so devastated. But at that point, like I had a a hard no to smoking. Like I, you can't smoke. I don't smoke, so therefore. Yeah. I don't want to be around it. And so, no, I don't want to pick you up. I'm not coming to your house because it's probably going to smell like smoke. Mm-hmm. You can't get my car smelling like smoke because smoke lingers. Yeah. And so, like, it's a, it's a no for me, dog. And like, that's a fundamental difference. That Yes, that's a difference yeah. other than, oh, she got she to gotta have a job that makes six figures. Yeah. Okay. So, let's say you find a woman and she, she makes six figures. If she out and- there, uh, you can email us. <laughs> At GRG, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. hit Cam up, don't you email me. Don't you email me. I don't want no smoke. If, you, if you're out there and you're making six figures and you're looking <laughs> and you're looking for somebody that uh email that, you know, Kev. <laughs> don't you send that shit to the show? <laughs> no smoke. I just told you I ain't like smoke. You know I got asthma. <laughs> um but like, all right, cool. Let's say you meet a young lady and she makes six figures. But now we in COVID-19 and you get laid off and then them six figures goes to no figures. Do you break up with her? True. And so we focus on things that aren't fixed but can change. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll need her to be um, athletically um, inclined and I need her to be able to do X, Y, and Z. What happens if she gets into a car accident or another freak accident and she's no longer athletic? Yeah. What happens then, right? And so we have these, we have these things that we, we crystallize in our head and this is what we want, knowing that those things can change within a matter of seconds. Does that determine your investment in that person? Does that determine like the wealth of your relationship? And so what I I need you, I need you, you know, I'm a sapio. And so I am attracted to intelligence. Intelligence can also change, right? Something can happen and cause someone to lose their memory. And so 
is this a hard yes or no for me it kind of is like i if i have to like start spelling stuff for you then no we can't can't the there, there, and there's is a problem, man. That's a problem. <laughs> problem for me. Now, now, if you're using speak the text and the speak the text don't automatically, man, that joke never works for me, man. I know I'd be sounding crazy, man. I'll let it go. <laughs> but like, if I see you typing something or you intentionally do it, and then we got this is another conversation, and it probably will be our last conversation. But you know, focusing on things that can build a foundation. Um. Music Soul Child, you know, wrote a song called Don't Change. I love you when your hair turns gray. I'll love you, if you even if you gain a little weight, right? And he's talking about all these other things all about you may change. Just, it make, just make sure your love doesn't change. And yeah. so how we enter is how we exit. And so if you go in empty-minded, you're going to walk out empty-handed. And so just being real intentional about what we want out of this relationship but first before we even talk about getting with the right person we need to make sure that we are the right person mm -hmm, mm -hmm. within ourselves right am i the right version of ronald that my girlfriend deserves and if not what is it that i need to work on right and being being 100 real with yourself being vulnerable with yourself getting your ego checked so you can work on yourself because we can't we can't get into relationships with anyone until we have a great solid relationship with ourselves and women have egos too you know this ain't all this oh ain't absolutely just about the brothers you know what i'm saying women got some eat some some egos as well absolutely you know i think the fun i think the fun part about dating right is and it, maybe this is the problem solver in me uh, you know, you are in a constant state of beta testing, right? Mm. You can try new things and do different things to see what works, what, what you don't like. And yeah, you're keeping, you're kind of keeping a, a, a manuscript of, you know, what's working out in your favor, what's not. Uh, but different things that have come to light for me, I would say over the last couple of years is, man, do I want to date someone that uh, that doesn't have any kids, right? Mm -hmm. because I'm a father and I, I just think like parents understand each other a little better mm -hmm. because you know you, you're managing the life of somebody else and their and their life their life is really uh taking over how you would normally operate if you didn't have children and so it's like man could I date somebody that didn't have any kids probably yeah but you know if I say well I can't hang out with you because I got to do something with my son is that a problem a parent to me i just i think a parent would understand that but you know i guess that goes back to communication but i, I think like man as we get older and our viewpoints on and our viewpoint on life changes um we also kind of have to be mindful that you know we're not the same person that we were absolutely previously so you know the same formula back in the day is like man she got the placard cow pretty smile then hey kev in there but that that's not who I am now. And so I, I like you said, I got to be realistic with, with myself. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's <laughs> I, plaque out cow back in the day, but now we've lived long enough. We've endured a lot of stuff to know that you don't trust the big button smile. Like, oh I, man, it'll get, it'll get you every time, brother Jay. It'll get you time. every time. 
every time every single time we were you know before we hit record we were talking about an example of someone was like ah cute and then all of a sudden it was like ah she started talking yeah <laughs> and it's like oh. yep been there done that yeah. and so it's like she now was bad, it's like, and she opened her mouth damn and, that, and now it's like <laughs> mm, yep you are attractive <laughs> yeah now let me see how that brain works right and so it's like figuring out what am I focusing my attention on? Am I focusing thing like my attention on? Because like Instagram is full of filters. It's too many filters, man. I'm sick it's full of, of filters. I'm sick of yeah. I'm sick of the filters, and I'm sick of TikTok too, and I'm sick of the don't rest challenge. I'm sick of that too, brother. Completely I'm sorry. over that too. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I, no, I, I, I got you. on a soapbox. One other tangent. My I bad. heard the song on the radio and just, I, I'm, just I'm tired. I'm tired of I'm tired of it. Yeah, tired. Of it. But with those filters, right? It's like you are controlling what we see, which is fine, but when I wake up beside you, you're not gonna have a you're not gonna have an Instagram filter. Mm-mm, you gonna have right? a ragged when, ass scarf on your head. When when you going through a rough patch and 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 you are living proof that life ain't always been no crystal stair, right? You ain't gonna have no filter on you. And so we sometimes fall in love with the things that are painted for us to see. We we fall in love with this fake or a facade of what we think is there. And it's like you, you're falling in love with things on the surface when you really need to go beyond the veil, right? Going beyond what can you see? Because that, that's how you're going to build a relationship. How do you, how do you manage expectations? Because this is funny. I think, I think uh, talking to a lot of friends and, and people who are kind of in the dating scene now, What's funny to me is how do you manage realistic expectations going into it? Like, what are you willing to compromise initially that might be surface level? And prime example, lack of an, an analogy. All right, uh, um, a young lady might have a a, a, a big wart <laughs> the size of a the size of a fist in the middle of her forehead. Right. I, I keep thinking about the movie Shallow How. Have you ever seen Shallow How, man? I haven't. It's with Jack Black. Uh, Jet Black. Is it Jack Black? Yeah, Jack Black. Anyway, um, he's like he's like this this mediocre, <laughs> below average guy. But his standards are so high. So he only so he only he only he, like he, he only looks at dimes, but he's mm-hmm. more like a three, right? But he only looks at dimes. And so the long story short, he meets Tony Robinson at, Robbins in an elevator and Tony Robbins gives him this speech and say, you're shallow, you're shallow. And he, he does like some hypnosis stuff. And then shallow how goes out into the world and the women that he may not have been attracted to are now attractive because of the hypnosis that's still going on. He can't see that uh, this woman uh, might have some imperfections. He only sees the good in her. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you manage like wh- what should you bend on versus like this is a sticking point in my Bible? So you and know? I before we get to that part, right, before we can say what we can bend on, I think we need to know what are our intentions of dating? Yeah. Right. Because if if I'm only doing this and my homeboy said this um, a couple years ago, um, he was dating a young lady who was in the military and she was going overseas. And I think she was going for like three or four years. 
and he was like, yo, we've already discussed that we didn't, we're not going to do a long distance relationship. He says, so she's going to be back in four years. So for four years, I'm going to just be out here having fun. Mm. And I was like, Wait, <laughs> what does that mean? He's like, no, did, he no, no. Tell her, did he tell her that? <laughs> yeah. And that's what he said. He said, we've had the conversation like, yo, we're going to, we, we're going to end what we have. And while you're over there, I want you to live your life. I don't want you to feel like, you know, you have something back here holding you back and preventing you from experiencing, you know, what you can find over there. And if, you know, at the end of four years, you come home and all is well, and it's meant for us to be together, let's rock it out. And so in my head, I'm like, yo, that was real immature. But then I thought about it more. And I was like, if you both decided that this is what we need to do, or this is, this is, this is what we're going to do. Then who am I to judge? Right? You might so, not be able to handle the responsibility of a long distance relationship for man. four years. Yo, that's a prison. No, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> you can't willfully just get on a plane and go kick it whenever you yeah. want to, right? And so I can see that, right? 19 hour flight. He was like, "Yeah, you're not gonna get me on a flight too. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not going to do it, right? And we can only Facetime for so much. After a while, it's like, ah. He said, "So you know, let's appreciate what we have and." if you get over there and you find someone and you get married then you know, best wishes, you know, if I find someone and I get married, best wishes, but if not, you know, let's, let's, let's play, let's, let's press play in four years when you return. And they both agreed to it. To me, I was like, wow, that's crazy. I've never heard anything like that. But then again, if it works, work it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so his problem was he wasn't communicating with young (laughs) ladies that he was entertaining. Ah, that this thing is only temporary. Like I, I got three years, eight months, two <laughs> weeks, and they one were, day left. Oh, I had so they were conjugal visits, man. They didn't because, know it. They didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know. They didn't know, right? And so, like, I was like, bro, don't you think you should tell him? He's like, nah, man, it ain't gonna go. But so far, I was like, mm, for that you, might get you killed, brother Jay. That might get you killed, though. That's what I said. I said for mm-hmm. you, but on the other end, like you you it's kind of like going to therapy and i help you unpack all this stuff you're dealing with then i'll be like oh oh, well you know that's your session for the day come back (laughs) next week so you've unpacked all this shit and you don't know what to do with it and i send you off now and i only accept money orders (laughs) and cash that's it money orders and cash (laughs) so you can't even pay you can't even cash at me for an additional couple minutes for me to even tell you all right cool don't put all this back in your suitcase. We're going to put some stuff here. and we, We're not even going to put this back in the suitcase. We're not even going to touch it again. So I've unpacked all this shit, and now it's like, oh, time to go. And so he wasn't being intentional with the young ladies he was entertaining, which created some challenges for him, right? And so before we can even lay out these expectations, we need to know what it is we want out of this relationship. We need to be honest with ourselves. And then we need to get to the point where we are ready to communicate what it is we want. Right. And so I'm not sitting down to have a long dinner with you. If we only going to do drive throughs mm-hmm. if you pick up what I'm putting down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And so then we can start talking about these expectations because I can't have expectations if I can't clearly communicate to you my intentions. Well, that, that that word intentions, it's funny, man, because um, on on a lot of the dating apps and, and speaking with people, you know, that that's like a question that women are ask you now. You know, what are, what are your intentions in dating? And, you know, 
oh, well, I would like to, uh, I'm seeking companionship and to get to know someone. That's not a, that's not a good enough uh, excuse. Not an excuse, but that's not a good enough reason to date, right? The, they want to hear. It's they not wanna, a good enough reason for the wrong person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so then, so then, uh, so then, the, you know, so okay. Well, what do you mean? You, you date? You date for companionship? No, well, I'm dating to get married. Okay, well, continue on because I'm not getting married. I'm not getting married anytime soon. <laughs> Now through through this companionship, you may change my mind. Yeah, because right? because we're supposed to change, right? Right. We're, we're supposed to change. I, I was I didn't say I'm I didn't say I'm anti marriage. I'm just saying I'm not getting married right now. But but that answer pretty much threw the conversation off track because from from the woman's perspective, you know, she only wants to date if the person that she's dating intends to marry her. That's scary to me, brother Jay. Cause that's no compromise. Well, I mean, you have you you, <laughs> you have situations where going back to you know people falling in love over Chick Fil A, and <laughs> then by the time they make it to the Cheesecake Factory, they're already planning who's gonna sing what song down the aisle, who's gonna be their maid of honor, who's gonna be the best man. Like they're already planning all of this stuff, and I was like, yo. You haven't allowed them to get on your nerves completely yet. Yeah. You haven't allowed them to work that pet peeve that you never communicate to people is your pet peeve. You haven't allowed yourself to unfold and unravel yourself in front of this person before we start thinking of all of these things. So, yes, the intention of dating is to marry, but I'm not going to bring that up on my first date. Like, oh, why are you, you know, what do you want to get out of this? I'm looking to get married. The pressure, the pressure. I think we all are, right? I think at some point in our life. Are we though? Like, do we, do you date to get married? Do you date to get married though? Like legit, like do you, do you, is the purpose of dating to get married? I think it depends on who you ask. And I Mm -hmm. also think that goes back to what they were exposed to. Yeah. Right. And so one of my friends, it's funny, her parents were married when they were like 20 something. And so all of her siblings, except her, got married when they were around the same age as their parents. So she's like, yeah, no thanks. That's not, I don't want it, right? She's now 30 some and she still has the same ideology. Like, no, I don't feel like it. And I was like, you don't feel like what? She goes, I don't feel like doing this whole let's get married thing. Like I'm still out here trying to figure out what pisses me off? What makes me smile? You know, I can like, respect that though, brother Jay. What what music do I really like? Do I like this because I'm listening to it all the time? Do I like it because I was forced to listen to it, or do I like it because I stumbled across it myself and it speaks to some part of my identity? Right, finding out the things that I like. Why don't I like this? Well, hmm, why do I like like where did this come from? Why do I have a fear of this? Right. So she said, I'm learning so much about myself that if I bring anyone into this mix before I can finish this lesson, then I will ruin the lesson. It's all down here from there, baby. <laughs> and so like in her and, and like her parents think something's wrong with her. It, she's dating. Absolutely. I've met several of the individuals she's dating. Her siblings, like some of her siblings get it. Some of her siblings were like, yo, I felt pressure because I was dating, you know, such, such and such for so many years or so many 
so so long that you know I was getting pressure from you know parents saying, "Hey, well, you know, well by by that age, by your age, you know, we were married with three for three years, and you know, we was working on kid number two, and then you got the siblings was like, well, you know, I was married the year before, you know, you're about to turn 25, and you know, I was married for two years." Uh, blah 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 and it was like so well, back in the day people ain't really have choices like that man i think that's why people got married and had families and kind of you know, really just just thugged it out for better or literally for better or for worse because there were limited options i think people you know technology has provided a platform though everybody is kind of on edge virtually now but technology has provided a platform for you to have options and explore yes People didn't have that back in the day. So your friend's perspective, I can, I, I understand it, but, oh, but I, I can yeah, rock with it. I understand it. I rock it's with like it. I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not in no rush. It goes, fr yeah. my friends around me are getting married. I'm in their weddings. I'm congratulating them. I'm turning up with them. I'm going to their anniversary parties, children's birthday parties. And I do not feel compelled to join the Me Too movement in terms of, oh, come to my child's birthday party. Oh, mm -hmm. here's my wedding invitation. She's mm -hmm. like, I'm good. <laughs> that, dating, I'm dating myself. <laughs> the me, the the Me Too movement. I see what you did there, brother Jay. I see, see what, what you did? did there. Yeah, I saw that. And so I, I, I think it's I think it's a part where we one we have to figure out why are we doing this dating thing? Is it because I'm bored and I don't like Netflix and chilling by myself? So I I want to date someone that I can do this with. And that's right, legit. Cool. That's legit. But, but I think, and you know this is typically geared towards men, but like in general, um, I think we all need to be able to say, Hey, this is what I want to get out of this. Now, if we stumble across this marriage thing and we both agree, you know what? I can lace this damn thing up and wear it. Well, let's lace it up and wear it then. Right. But if you talking about marriage on day three, I'm like, I ah, don't wear that size shoe. Like, and, that's, <laughs> and, and going back to what we talked about before, man, like you're trying to, you're trying to engage with another person and find commonalities and common interests and build this level of trust. But you have to be vulnerable enough to share that. And the, the, the I guess the, not really a pet peeve, but what I've observed trying to get back in this dating scene is that people have like unrealistic expectations of what, you know, those first couple of dates look like. You know, mm -hmm. well, what, oh, what, what are your intentions of dating me? Oh, well, I'm looking for companionship. Well, I'm looking to get married. Okay, well, I'm 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 automatically xed off her little job application after that, right? Mm -hmm. But so then, so then, um, and going back to something you just said, if you if you're finding yourself at 35, at 40, like people don't see people see that as a problem versus yo, that's really that's really somebody who's being as transparent as possible. Because you you know that in life you are constantly evolving and you thinking differently at forty than you did at thirty, but and that's see, okay. You you got to but see this is where you got to push and you got to challenge it, right? I I I always laugh when I get around like groups, maybe it's a family or family gathering or maybe it's a friend's family gathering or a community family they're having a gathering and people are asking um you know the conversation has to be are you married do you have mm -hmm. kids mm -hmm. and like it's like and what's your job what you doing now right but it's like first off i'm fine how are you <laughs> what are you doing now you know you're not married yet you ain't got no babies running around it's like 
And so I started asking them the same question. Now, yeah, granted, yeah. it probably was disrespectful to some people. Like, well, are you 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 married yet? No. The guy yeah. that you the guy that you showed up with is, but you know that's another conversation. Um, but <laughs> like we we have this thing where we want yeah, to. He loves all the smoke. He's got a smoke want to, for heart. <laughs> he does. We want to live up to other people's expectations of ourselves, and they haven't even experienced the things that we've experienced. Because the wild, the wild thing now, and I, I get this question uh, too, you know, do you want to have any more children? Like, and that's a big question, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you date, and this is another reason, it's like, all right, well, do I want to date someone that has, that has a kid or children? Or do I want to date someone that doesn't have a kid? Because if they don't have a kid, they probably want to have a kid. And right. I don't know if, you know, like I said, I'll be 40 at the end of the year, man. My, 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 in what I'm envisioning for my life, you know, in my fifties, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to chill, man. And my, you know, my son, my son going to be double digits, man. He could get his own cereal out of the cabinet and, and uh, hook up his PlayStation by himself. And he don't need very much engagement <laughs> for the stuff that he likes to do around right. the house. But you know, when you got a baby, you got a baby at 40, man. Like I'm trying to like, is that, is that something that I really want to embark on? I don't know. I'm not saying that I'm, I, you know, because I, I do. I, growing up as an only child for 15 years, I wanted I, at some point in my life, I wanted a big family. But man, after having a kid and you raising a kid, and then you're dealing with your your uh, your, your wife, your ex-wife, your your baby mothers. You know, we got them all. It's like, man, do you want to go through all of that again? You mm. talk about trauma, brother Jay, <laughs> on your mind, your heart, and your pockets. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, we on the show to be vulnerable, brother. That's where I'm at. It's like, man, do I want to date somebody that doesn't have kids, but they want kids? Because that's a part of the conversation, man. Like, this shit is complicated. Yeah. So I can see why people get hitched and get with somebody and stay with them for better or for worse, because the world is scary, man. And and I was having this conversation the other day um, and was talking to someone about, you know, they said, they were just, they were considering staying where they were, even though the relationship was unhealthy, but they were going to stay for the sake of the kids. And I... Probably creating trauma that they don't know about with the kids. To the kids, right? And so Mm -hmm. I was identifying some points of consideration. She's like, well, what do you think? I said, that's not my role. My job is to help you process your thoughts and then help you find supporting points for both right and so like the people that were saying stay together they were of a certain age or they had shared experiences i can see why person a said this because of this and person b said this people that were saying "Mm, it's time to shift have been exposed to so many more resources in terms of mental health stability mm-hmm. that we like, no, right? L- like, it, it, forget this. The, the, the kids will eventually get over that, you know, daddy don't live here no more. Mm-hmm. Or the new house that we about to get. They'll, they'll eventually get over it. Your job is to provide a nurturing environment to where they can duplicate it and be better humans 
once they leave your house. That's 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 it. And so yeah. the longer you stay in a place that you're not supposed to, like even in relationships, right? We got to be able to identify what it is that we want. And if we're not getting it, then go ahead and announce our exit. And so, okay, mm-hmm. thank you for your time. Unfortunately, this is not what I what I'm looking for. This is not what I am, you know, wanting for myself. And it's time for me to bid the adieu. Yeah, you know, so if you so fellas, if you're out there, man, you know, I think if she if she put cheese on your Chick-fil-A sandwich, but you don't like cheese, I think that's something that you could probably work through. Now, if she beats you, then that's something you probably need to seek other alternative arrangements. That was a polar example, but I mean, I, I know, but it. it's, but it's legit. I it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause see brother Jay, this dating thing, man, I, I have seen like complete opposite approaches and I'm just not comfortable with either option <laughs> to dating. That, I get it. I get it. People want to get married and people want to live a, a nice, happy life and be the Cosby's and, and, and be, you know, be all in the, the bridal magazines and all of that stuff, man. But it's the work. It's the work behind it, brother Jay. Well, it's the you, work you, behind you, it. You, you used a very good example of the Cosby's, right? We saw Cliff and Claire on camera and everything was honky dory. But in real life, we don't know what went on behind the scenes for them to get to that part or point to where they were all hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one thing, a uh, couple, couple things that I was jotting down for the brothers is like, don't, Don't get in a relationship or even in dating. Don't get too invested if they need someone to fix them. Right? You I, I I'm getting in a relationship or this dating thing and I'm I'm looking for a mate, not a mission. Mm-hmm. Right? I want someone to grow with, not someone that I have to help grow so they can grow on. Cause I'm a human being. I'm flawed, man. I can't fix you and me at the same time. My name is not Iyanla, and I can't fix your life. <laughs> like I, like I, I can't. Like this thing has to be like reciprocal. Like reciprocity has to be real. Can can I learn from you? And can you learn from me? Check. We good. Yeah. Like, do you make me smile? And do I make you smile? Okay. Check. We good. Do I make you feel happy when you're around me? Yes. Do you make me feel happy when I'm around you? Yep. Okay. Checkbox. We good. Right. Do I feel positive energy around you even in a negative situation? Yes. Vice versa. Yes. Okay. We good. But I think we get to the point where we, we want something so bad that we start projecting what we want on the thing that doesn't exist. And so we ignore our intuition, we ignore those red flags, and then we get stuck in a, in a situation to where we are tolerating mm-hmm. our partner and not celebrating our partner. Because it's, 
it's easier just to stay where I am instead of starting over and trying to find somebody that, you know, learn my favorite things and learn my pet peeves. And it'll just be easier. I just, you know, I'll, I'll just go to bed before they get sleepy. So I ain't got to talk to them or I'll just leave earlier for work so I can just limit this. And I'll Bro, that's another damn sessions. job. Who wants to do that? That don't sound like fun. Stressful. <laughs> But you and I both know people that are doing it, right? Bro, and so I, I know this for a fact. I'm not getting into this thing to be stressed out, brother Jay. I can be part. stressed out by my damn self. I could be stressed out right now in quarantine by myself. But I'm and not stressed a, out. And I think another <laughs> thing, speaking of stress, right? Uh, if I had to give any tips to the brothers, is pay attention to who they are connected to. Right. Because when you are dating someone, you're just not dating them. You're dating their friends. You're dating whoever's in that inner circle. You're dating their family. And then when you marry this person, you are marrying their friends, their inner circle and their family. And if if there's something that don't fit right in either one of those aforementioned categories, then you need to make some decisions. Hey, man, you got to figure out who in their circle of trust, man. Seen meet, meet the parents, brother Jay. Yes, <laughs> yes. Circle of trust. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I did. I dated a girl, and I her family, bruh. Mm-mm. I met them once. I'd be like, oh, well, this ain't gonna work. I this just nope. How did you tell her? <laughs> no, I I was like, so she prefers she she prefers the uh, the meeting of the family. She goes, so my family can be a lot. It's okay, you know, cool. You try to play it cool. You try to play it cool. <laughs> I I met them and I was like, oh hell no. Or you know, as the old black people say, I know damn well. <laughs> like this, this is not happening. It yeah. was so much. And I was like, no, my anxiety was kicking. I was like, uh-uh. And it wasn't that they weren't cool people. It wasn't that they weren't welcoming or nice to me. They it was just a lot. And it was like every encounter, it was one weekend. I met them over a weekend. Every encounter with them, some family member was starting drama within the family. Important. Now, was she a drama starter? She wasn't, right? And so she was like, I'm, I'm kind of the black sheep of my family, and you'll see why. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, why would they consider you the black sheep? Now I know why. Mm-hmm. But I told her, I said, so you, you told me that your family could be a lot. That was an understatement. I needed you to give me concrete examples so I could have prepared myself, right? Like, I don't want you to say, yeah, my mama crazy, but like, mm, X, Y, and Z may happen while we're together. This typically happens, right? So, th- I, so this was beyond everybody smoking a pack of cool nigga. <laughs> I think some of her cousins were smoking crack. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> in the bathroom of the restaurant we went in, right? Oh, it was just, man. It was just a lot. It was a lot. Uh, I mean, you have, you, you know, I, I have a wild family. I, we know that there's a, that, that, you know, you always got the one members that, you know, like, up, oh, oh, they've been drinking all day. Let's, let's shift how we interact with this. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it was, it was, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I said, so this ain't, this ain't, this, this isn't going to work because she was close to her family. And so. Now I could see if she was, you know, distant. You won't, from you won't down with the crack smoking, man. But that that was, <laughs> that didn't even bother me, right? Because like you, <laughs> I met the individual and I was like, mm, 
something wrong, something off here, something's off. And then like I was putting two and two together. Cool. Whatever. It happens. But it was just so much like just like now I see why she didn't go home that much during college. Now I see where I like she was like, nah, I'm going to eat Thanksgiving or Christmas if I, I can't do both. Now I get it that she went for Thanksgiving because that was only a week versus Christmas as it was a month. Right. And it was like, so I was like, after that weekend, I was like, ah, my girlfriend, she, she started smiling at me. I just looked, I couldn't even smile back. Like I was just looking at her like, ah, damn. Say, Don't <laughs> that was you smile at me ride right home, now. brother Jay. That was an awkward so, ride home. <laughs> so she was like, so you've been quiet. I was like, I'm still processing a lot. She was like, okay, well, what do you want to talk about? And so I picked a random subject to talk about. And it took me, by the time I got back to my apartment we, and you know, the next morning I woke up and I was like, okay, um, that was a lot for me. And here's why. So I pinpointed some examples and I was like, ah, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, that's why I don't really go home. I was like, but I could do that to you, man. Crack could do that to you. But I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even just a crack, right? Crack was just an isolated event. Um, <laughs> crack was just an isolated event. And then it was like, yo, I mean, it was just, it was just a lot. And so mm-hmm. recognizing um we were getting ready to leave the restaurant and then i heard her auntie was going off and was like cussing somebody out so i'm thinking that somebody did something in the restaurant no it was it was the auntie's sister so it was another auntie so they started fighting in the middle of parking lot i was like this is this is a lot this is a lot for me and she was like yeah everywhere we go her brother was like yeah bro every damn time we get together in groups of more than five shit always happens like this i'm just like this is toxic. <laughs> he was like yo get, he's like hey man well, if you're gonna be part of this fam you might as well get used to it i was standing all, there, the, all the crack smoking and the fist fights in the parking lot of the her, red lobster <laughs> her brother her brother's wife her brother's wife sat beside me she said this is a lot to take in isn't it and i just i had no words so i'm looking at her she was like it's okay you don't have to answer i was like that too I said, well, how long have you been married? She goes, <laughs> she goes I've been married to him for about six years. I said. To him. <laughs> I'm trapped. <laughs> call, call 911 and get me out. <laughs> so I said, and you okay? She goes, no, I can never get used to this shit. But I mean, after a while, you start to like see it as normal behavior and you just separate yourself. So soon as she starts to pop off, she's like, okay, well, it's time for us to go. I was like, but how do you raise kids in a family like this? Right? How do you... You can't invite people over to your house because you know you're going to have people doing rocks in your bathroom. Mm. Uh, you're going to have people breaking. Like, it, it was just a lot. And so she communicated that she was never, ever able to, like, have a sustainable relationship once people met the family. That's why she was always hesitant to meet the fa- uh, to to introduce her boyfriends to her family because they typically... Did what Smoking I did. cracking fist fights in the park. I thought it was Bobby Brown reunion all over again. I didn't yeah, know what was yeah. happening. Yeah. But but right, that taught me a very valuable lesson was like pay attention to how they speak of their families. Pay attention to how they speak about their best friends because the people that they are around the most is who they become. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you have people that are around them that you know are negative influences, but they don't see a problem with it. It's going to be real hard for you to pull her away from her best friend of 16 plus years who's a toxic person. Fair. It's almost like it's almost like you have to have a level of flexibility, but when it comes to compromising, you can't compromise like your moral your moral compass, right? Your values. 
Right. You know, the, the, what you just what you just explained, though, it was some, some wild shit that sound like it was on a movie. <laughs> but what you just explained, I you didn't you, you know, you got stuff to live for, man. You can't be around crack. Right. You know, people pull up in the parking lot. Police pull up in the parking lot. They arresting everybody. You everybody can't be around it. Right. I can't lie and say I was the Uber driver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so it was, I mean, it was just, it was a lot. And so, yo, like I said, I get why she didn't go home and like go to a lot of family functions, but I'm just like, shit, I can't, I, I can't. Like we, we, we just became Facebook friends like 15, 16 years later. Mm. Wow. It was a traumatizing experience. I, I don't, I, I, right. And so it was kind of like, yo, so like real talk, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I don't see this working out because of what I was exposed to, like, like legit, not, not just the crack. Right. And so mm-hmm. I had to, I had to keep saying that was an isolated event. The yeah. overall experience was overwhelming for me. Right. Yeah. And so uh, also examining like the type of relationships, can they have sustainable relationships with women? Right. It's like, do they have a, like, can they get along with other women? Hell, can they get along with people? Mm-hmm. And so just paying attention to, like if they have siblings, can they have a disagreement within their sibling group and talk it out and still treat and love each other like siblings? Or do they not treat each other like their siblings, right? And so paying attention to all this, because this is going to heavily influence how your child is being raised. That's fair. And that's what the conversation should be about, Brother Jay. It shouldn't be, the, it shouldn't be about checking off a box that you make this type of money or you live in this type of house, you drive this type of car. Like the conversation should really like to build that trust. Like, yo, what, what was your upbringing like? Yeah. But people think that people think that conversation on the first date is too much. But if, from my perspective, like that's a, that's a good talking point because you're trying to, you're trying to find those commonalities. You know what I'm saying? I went on a date once Kev and I, I kid you not, this was right as I was working on a psychological research project. And I asked what childhood traumas are impacting you as an adult that you haven't yet dealt with. That's a heavy ass question, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the restaurant. I remember the booth and they stopped chewing and they was like on a first date. I said, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And she's like, because if you're rocking with somebody, you're going to, you're going to find that information out eventually, but you hope that it's through conversation versus, versus experience. She was like, I don't, I mean, I think that's kind of personal. I said, is it? Mm. You going to keep that trauma to yourself? Okay. That's fine. Next question, right? So I'm just firing off questions. And then at the end of the date, after I've already concluded that this ain't going to have a, a, you know, a part two, she was like, I think I'm ready to answer that question. And I was like, oh, you needed some time. Okay. So she answered so, the question. So this, this is the question that I have for you. And this, this is for the brothers, right? Uh-huh. She didn't want to ask, answer that question and respond. Uh-huh. But she had the placard cow, man. Mm-hmm. She had the placard cow. And you know, you know us, man. We depending we're on visual people. We're visual men, people. We men are visual people. And so we're visual we are attracted people. to visual stimuli. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, if the if the if the uh conversation went left, but she still had the placard cow, what do we need to do? To just make sure, cause, cause, cause nine, nine, nine out of ten of us, we gonna, we gonna endure that, that, uh, that response. 
and the, the lack of communication chances in that regard. Are, chances are the majority <laughs> of us aren't going to ask a deep question if she got the plaque cow because we've already recognized some things that we don't like, but the plaque cow <laughs> is, is stronger. <laughs> it's stronger. Don't fall victim to the plaque cow, man. <laughs> it's stronger. So be yeah. like, you know, I can overlook this because of X, Y, and Z. And that's what we do a lot of times, man. As men, that's what we do. We overlook things, and then when we get, I, I oh, women, story. women overlook things because of black eyed as right? well. True yeah. story, right? And so I, I was talking to a young lady, and I was recognizing red flags all through the bitch, just red flags, like all through the place. I was recognizing red flags, Kevin, mm-hmm. all through the place. I ignored them. We was out in the club, had a good mm-hmm. time. We was met in a random city, right? We was in a we was in a city for something. Um at an at an event. Um it was four or five days, had a good time, did what we needed to do during the day, went to our sessions, did our work, had dinner together, enjoyed the city. Red flags all day. Like she's talking to me about some stuff from back home and I'm like, yo, this I should probably run in the opposite direction, right? Outside of those moments where I, I couldn't see nothing but red because it was a flag that was draped over my eyes. It was mm-hmm. red, like the blood of Jesus red. Mm-hmm. Um, good conversation, great personality. And I was just ignoring the stuff that I saw. So, you know, all right, cool. We're kicking it. Months passed. We still having a conversation. Um, we visited each other because we lived in different cities. And then each time... Like I felt like God was providing me an exit, and I <laughs> you hung in there, <laughs> and I I swerved to the left to avoid. You gave the exit. me the old college try. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, every time I avoided the exit, shit got worse until yeah. until like the last draw was when I. This is what it felt like. It felt like I was like in the middle of a football field, and then all of a sudden, all of the things that I was avoiding and trying not to see was just encamping all around me and just closing in. Like there was one instance to where I said, had I had paid attention when I felt this or when I saw this, when I sensed this or when I thought this originally, I wouldn't even be in this place. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was kind of like I had to fight demons to get out of that situation. And so that taught me a, a red flag is a red flag is a red flag. Regardless, the first, yeah. the first time it happens, I can be like, ah, oh, maybe it's just a bad day. The second time, it's like, hmm, maybe something else has you know caused this. But then it's the third time, it's like, ah, this is a pattern now. Mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm. patterns and behaviors you got to pay attention to. And so, don't ignore the red flags. Um, Examine who people are uh, connected to. And I think the most important part, right, experience the journey. A lot of people try to, like, look at it as a process. No, it's a journey, and you need to experience it. Experience the good, experience the bad of the dating process. Experience it because you're going to learn something, whether it's a good or whether it's a bad thing. You're going to learn something out of this, right? And so – just just experience it. Don't go in hesitant. Don't go in just putting your toe in. Like, go in, but go in 
being open to new experiences and learn something. And that's all you can do, man. That's all you can do. Like this isn't supposed to be a, uh, a traumatic process, man. Right. Like you date, you know, you don't have to date you dating because it's something you want to do. Absolutely. You know, so it shouldn't really be, um, you know, that level of pressure to make you not want to do it. Or it's like, man, well, such and such happened last go around. And I know that it's going to happen again this time. So I'm a, she going to do this and I'm going to do that. She going to say this. I'm going to say that. And then I'm going to be back in the same situation I was in. You can't go in it with that train of thought either, you know. Right. So, you know, I, hey, man, we just wanted to give y'all the, a couple of gems, man, because I know it's hard out here uh, trying to um, stay virtually connected. And I know people out there, you know, the weather getting nice and you want to you want to turn up a little bit and date a little bit. But at the same time, uh, I think now is an excellent opportunity to start dating, Brother Jay. Because if you get tired of them, if you get tired of a mofo, like, like for real, if you get tired of a mofo, you're talking on Zoom or Facebook or whatever your platform is. All you got to do is hit end the meeting and it's over. No, not and necessarily. Over. And it's over. I think now people are entertaining people because they're bored, not because you think so. Well, why? Well, why can't people have say you know genuine conversations using a virtual platform? Oh, I didn't say they can't. Yeah, but chances are you probably wouldn't be doing this if you were able to go outside. And so it's like, are you? Is this entertainment or fulfillment? And a lot of people saying, "Yo, I saw a meme." So I mean, on Instagram, mm-hmm. it was like, so all the people that I've been flirting with, we are not going on dates once the quarantine is mm-hmm. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so it's like, and that's, I'm, out that's here, legit. I'm out here for attention. And so it's like, yo, if that's what it is, just keep it funky. Because chances However, are... The- if you're going to be out, out, if you out here for attention, nine times out of ten, you're going to be out there for attention when this shit is over. Yeah, or you know someone, or you can't get to the person that normally provides you attention. That's mm-hmm. a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Huh? another time for another day. And locked another up show. and locked out. That's a, that's a, that's another conversation. Well, you know, Gerald, he'll be home in ten years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> doing. <laughs> He's eleven worth right now, but he'll be home in ten years. <laughs> doing ten the hard way. Come on, bro. Like that's yeah. that's a completely different story. But yeah, I think I think for the most part, just recognize what you want, be able to communicate that, and experience experience each other. And some experiences are short lived, and it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like a lot of times, people are trying to people are trying to people are trying to get permanent status as a temporary worker, and that's not how that really works. Nah, man. Nah, you can't. Uh... You know, when you, when it comes to the work visas, you got to be legit, man. You got to have all your paperwork, all your paperwork. Yeah, we can't. You know. you, but I would can't. recommend, I would recommend people using this time to just self-reflect, man. And when this thing is over, like, yo, if people, if, if people going to date, date with a purpose, then just make sure that your purpose is clearly uh, articulated, man. And that you, you realistic about your purpose of dating too, man. And make sure <laughs> your purpose has protection. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, on that on that note, man, hey, we make we we week seven, we making through, we making it through. As we close out, even though we don't know how many weeks we got left, we still gonna make it. Oh well, we gonna we gonna make it, man. But before we close out, yo, happy birthday to uh, friends of the show, 
a happy birthday to Tasteful Affairs by Jocelyn, our official cake lady of the Game Recognized Game podcast with RG yes, and yes. Henny cakes in anywhere, anytime. Jocelyn and the bad girl, happy birthday, boo. Happy and birthday, also happy birthday to a friend of the show, Bob with Bub, Bub the realtor, straight out of Richmond, Virginia, man. Happy the big 4 birthday. The big 4 yeah. 0, man. Um, definitely, definitely when this art, when this quarantine thing is over, we're gonna toast it up to, to all of y'all in a formal fashion. After. 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 Absolutely. After everything is clear. So until we see y'all again next week, uh, be well, mm-hmm. be safe, mm-hmm. and most importantly, be inside. Be inside. And be, be inside. like. And be like.